Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salud. Say goodbye to the Sunday scaries with Taste Salud's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town And we had a night or two on the town. And how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and... They even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at TaySalud.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with TaySalud. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. I am just letting everyone know I'm recording this from the fucking floor. There's actually no carpet, just on a concrete floor right now because I have never been so hungover in my entire life. I am, let me just like paint the picture. I'm in this room with half eaten Chick fil A. There are 20 fucking empty cans of white claw everywhere, dirty clothes, disgusting. But there is a Cardi B plaque on the wall. So let me just emphasize that. Actually, there are multiple plaques on the wall. I'm at Kiana's house. Hi, Kiana. She's laying on the bed staring at me. (laughs) She just waved. You never told me your dad's like famous, famous. She has no comment. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be involved. Guys, Kiana, fellow Sloot Media employee, I showed up here at 4 a.m. 
5 a.m. Um, I was heavily intoxicated. I was on other substances that we don't need to get into, but Kiana's here at her dad's place and plaques everywhere. Jay-Z, Kanye West, pretty dope. Anyways, I showed up here like a fucking drunken 5 a.m. booty call and Kiana works for me, which is completely inappropriate, really, that I'm her boss and I show up here that way. But those are just the dynamics at Sloop Media. And when I grow up, I will learn to be a better boss and I won't do things like that, maybe. So anyways, I was in New York. I was celebrating my best friend's birthday, Fabby. She's like been on the show. I had the best fucking time. It was a group of seven, eight girls. And it felt amazing being in a group with just beautiful, kind, secure, fun girls, which I feel like can be extremely fucking rare. There are a lot of shady ass, hating ass hoes out there. And I just love being surrounded by confident women. And it felt really empowering. I loved it. But that's not what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about, you guys, I've been dying to tell you this. I have been seeing a new therapist. And this is like a bigger lesson in what I'm about to say. Do not judge a book by its cover, okay? First of all, it's a guy which is interesting. A lot of women don't want a male therapist for whatever reason. So we had our first Zoom call and this bitch answers with Beats headphones on and a big gulp and eating beef jerky. And I was like, what type of fucking shit did I just get myself into? And as a woman having a male therapist, it's a little bit like having a male gynecologist, except you don't show your pussy. Well, maybe, maybe you do, but there's just something about it that maybe like makes you a little bit uneasy, but that is not the fucking point. So I was a little thrown off by the big gulp and the headphones and everything else. And uh, another thing, a little red flag, he told me that he works for the state of California and he mostly deals with felons, murderers, rapists, etc. And (laughs) told me that he was so glad to be working with me because I was a breath of fresh air. I don't know if that is something I want to provide for my therapist. Like, I feel like it should like go the opposite way, vice versa. Maybe he should be my breath of fresh air, but whatever. So I was highly judging him. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? And then we had a couple sessions and I can confidently say one of the best therapists I've ever fucking had. So anyone looking for therapy, just, you know, look for a fucking probation officer. Okay. That's my advice. He has just given me insight and perspective that blew my fucking mind that I have not received from any other therapist, which 
what I'm trying to point out is a therapist is not a forever thing. Like marriage, a contract, like you can learn a lot from one therapist and then go to the next and they can teach you something else. But moving on, I want to talk about some recent headlines. Not sure if you guys were aware. Rihanna is fucking pregnant. Okay. I usually don't care about that shit. Like what celeb got pregnant by who? The fact that it's Rihanna. I fucking care. I fucking give a shit. I feel personally invested. SOS, please, someone help me. And the fact that the baby daddy is ASAP Rocky. Okay, ASAP Rocky is one of the sexiest men on planet Earth. He is in my top five, for sure, no doubt. If I had a hall pass, I'd be fucking him. But actually, his fucking sex tape or whatever the fuck that was that came out, his sex game, mm, I'm going to give it a four out of 10, honestly. But maybe he was having like a rough day, whatever. But I would honestly rather fuck Rihanna. Rihanna over ASAP Rocky any fucking day. Which, side note, I personally have never met Rihanna. I have never seen her in person, but my friend met her and said she is just as beautiful in person, if not more. And she's a fucking billionaire. Damn. ASAP Rocky got lucky as fuck, to be honest. He really did. Anyways, this is what I wanted to talk about. Apparently, Drake unfollowed Rihanna and ASAP Rocky on Instagram when this news came out. Like, it makes me feel a little bit better knowing celebrities are just as dumb and as petty as me, but also what the fuck, Drake? That is so embarrassing. I mean, I don't go for the unfollow. I think that shit is dumb as fuck, but how bitter unfollowing someone on Instagram is kind of the pettiest shit you can possibly do ever. Have you ever heard the mute button? Because like all you have to do is go to that person's page and you can mute their stories, their posts, everything. For you to go out of your way to unfollow, you are just blatantly sad and embarrassing. You're trying to make a statement and it just looks dumb and butthurt. I mean, I'm not in any of their tax brackets, but what I do know is bitter exes. Doesn't matter if you're minimum wage, working at fucking Wendy's or a multimillionaire All of them are all the fucking same. All of them. Like, Drake, you haven't been with this woman for years. I don't even know if he ever was with her. But she found happiness and is doing her thing. And now, all of a sudden, you want to unfollow? I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing this from the wrong perspective, but it's just fucking lame to me. Let's talk about the baby. Let's talk about the most important thing. That baby, that child is going to be the best looking and best dressed kid on planet Earth. All of the Kardashians kids 
North Star Saint Purple, whatever the fuck their names are, move aside because we have Rihanna and ASAP Rocky's kid here. Oh my God, I cannot wait to hear what the fucking name is going to be. But I digressed and I want to look deeper. I remember that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky had a music video together. What was it like five years ago? No, it was like fucking like 10 years ago. Fashion killer. You guys all know that fucking song. Anyways, the video. The video made me wet because the sexual chemistry between Rihanna and ASAP was so fucking hot. And then they did their own thing. They never publicly dated. I mean, ASAP was with Chanel Iman, Kendall Jenner. Rihanna was with fucking Scott Disick. Just kidding. I just made that shit up. No, she was with that Arab billionaire prince dude for a minute. Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever. They lived their separate lives and then the universe brought them back together. So for anyone wondering if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and you guys will be brought back together, but this is not me telling you to get back with your ex who works at fucking Pet Boys and made you Venmo him for a fucking Chipotle bowl, all right? But if it's meant to be, it will be, maybe, kinda, sorta, whatever, it probably also helps if you're both uh, drop-dead gorgeous, millionaire, super successful. I think then the universe will really take care of you. The people that aren't hot and aren't rich, maybe not so much. But what I meant by that is time went on and they did their own thing. They were like fucking other people. And clearly something was already there. No matter how much time has passed, because she's fucking pregnant now. To be honest, I am so beyond jealous of this fucking kid. Imagine their closet. Imagine their jeans. Not to be like a spiritual bitch, because I'm not, but what did this fetus do in a past life to be reincarnated into ASAP Rocky and Rihanna's kid? I need to fucking know. I'm fucking pissed at my mom. Why, why wasn't that me? Whatever. What ayahuasca trip do I need to take to manifest this for my next life? Hmm? By the way, I am taking ayahuasca in two weeks. I will be letting you guys know about that later on. Wait, also something I want to mention is Rihanna's 33. 30 fucking three, which is a fire ass age. And she's having her first kid. And I want this to be a statement to all the women in our generation. Take your fucking time. 30s are the new 20s. Fucking 40s are the new 20s. 50s are the new 20s within reason. But we are not our moms, okay? We're not living in that generation anymore. Live your fucking life. Travel, experience shit, start new, fail, try again, build a business, have all the sex, do your fucking thing. You have time. Wow. I'm a preacher and um, I'm going to start charging for these episodes. Thank you. Okay, next. (laughs) 
Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Sleuths, the weather is getting hotter and hotter, and so am I. And you know what that means? It's time to be outside constantly. I am here to present and invite you to Live Nation Concert Week. From now until May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Oh my God, the flashback, the nostalgia, Cage the Elephant, and so many more for way less. Seriously, this might be the best deal I've ever come across. What is better than getting ready with your friends to the music you are about to see live? And then meeting a cute guy at the show and dancing the night away on a warm summer night? There is literally nothing better than that. I know I will be in attendance for sure. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. 
And with that, I would like to get into Sloot University. I would honestly rather fuck Rihanna. Rihanna over ASAP Rocky any fucking day. Usually I talk about sex, dating, mental health issues, da, 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 da. I want to take a different angle this week and I want to talk about friends. Okay, students, this is going to be an in-depth convo friendship. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for you and me. Okay, no, this is serious shit right now. I think that being a good friend encompasses a lot of things like being there and telling your fucking friend her spray tan looks like shit, yelling at you to get it through your head that your fucking boyfriend hates you. Those are aspects of being a good friend. But being a really good friend is a lot deeper than that. And I want to look into how to be a good friend when your friend won't let you be a good friend, even if it's not their fault. Specifically, if a friend is battling mental illness, we've all been there when like a friend is going through a really rough patch to the point where it feels like you're being pushed away kind of. And at that point, it's like, so what do we do? Like, what do we do? You want to be a good friend, but you don't want to leave them in the dust. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, you can't be your friend's personal therapist 24-7. You have to have boundaries. And by the way, trust, I have been both. I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I have been the clinically depressed friend who needed all the support in the world, but I would find myself just like pushing everyone away. I've also been the friend trying to help someone who was down and out, but they literally would not let me help. And it sucks because no matter what, no matter which end you're on, you feel a fuck ton of guilt. So let's talk about dealing with a friend who is suffering from depression, okay? Like, what can you do? So there are a few things. I think the number one thing you should remember is to never take it personal, ever. Because a lot of times when a friend is battling mental illness of any kind, like I don't care what type of mental illness, or even if they're just like going through a hard time, we see parts of them that is not really them. So you just have to be there for them to the best of your ability. Show them not only that you care, but that you're there for them judgment-free. I feel like that's like a huge aspect to this because you can show someone you care in so many ways, whether it be a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on, or even like forcing yourself over to their place with no expectations. Like I remember I was going through a really difficult time uh, a couple of years ago, you guys might know what I'm fucking referring to. And John, who you guys know, he's been on the podcast. He forced himself to like come over to my place and 
there were no expectations. He was just like, I'm here. I want to be here for you. I know you told me to like not come over, but I'm just going to be here. And it really saved my life. Genuinely. He didn't force me to like talk about the situation or anything like that. He was just there. And I will always be grateful to him for that. You can just show up and shoot the shit. And sometimes that's exactly what someone going through something needs. Mental illness is so misunderstood and misconstrued. And the very best thing you can do is offer compassion. Bottom line, helping them with the most basic task can mean the world because dealing with depression or any illness can make these, I'm using quotation marks, small things seem next to impossible. But what if you reach a point where you feel like you're no longer being a friend and now all of a sudden you're a caretaker? That's where it can be an issue. And you start to feel responsible for their well-being, worrying about them constantly when you're not around them. That shit can become exhausting. This is what I want to say about that. You have to make time for yourself, okay? Because at the end of the day, you can't save anybody. They need to save themselves. They just need to know that you are there for them. If you're feeling drained, take a break. That doesn't make you a flaky friend whatsoever. Set boundaries to what you can and what you can't do. Because setting boundaries does not mean you're rejecting them. And sometimes they might feel that way. You might feel that way. You're just being realistic and taking care of your own self so that you can be there for them to the best of your ability. It's easy to experience burnout when going through something like this and there really is no right or wrong way to go about it. There's really not. And I'm obviously no professional, by the way. I know I always say that. I just know what I appreciated when I've had like my personal fucking shit And I truly know small things can go a long way. Listen to them, offer empathy, and validate them. Even if you don't understand, validate their feelings and what they're going through. Because it's not about you. Give them the opportunity to open up, but give them enough space to have control of the conversation also. I think that's another really big one. If you truly love this person, the best thing you can offer is your presence. It sounds simple, basic, whatever. That is the best thing that you can do. This shit is like not black and white. And no matter how many infographics you see or training you get, there's no concrete rules to this stuff. There's no rule book. You can wholeheartedly care for someone and have no idea what to do and what to say and what advice to give them. And that's why just being there is enough. So that's my little TED talk. You guys can Venmo me $20. And with that, let's get into questions. SOS, save our sleuths. 
Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set 
you'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sloot's giving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. All right, sleuths, let's get into questions, stories, advice, please. Number one. Hi, Sophia. Love the podcast. I need advice. I've been dating my boyfriend for almost two years and I've never worn lingerie or anything for him. He's never expressed interest and has even said he doesn't get it. It's not necessary. I used to like doing it for my ex because he liked it, but I'm nervous now to do it for my current boyfriend. Need tips on how to work up the courage to do this, how to do it. Well, first of all, sweetie, you don't need to work up the courage. You just put it on and you walk into whatever room he's in and you just show up as you are. Okay. But I do want to say something about lingerie. Guys don't really like lingerie. Like they don't really care for it. They don't really care about your, you know, bedazzled, hot, pink, lacy one piece with holes cut out for your nipples. Because this is the thing. I was talking actually to my man about it not even that long ago. He loves everything I do, okay? I could be like, I need to give you a golden shower, a dirty Sanchez, and he would like eat it all up, literally. But I was talking to him and I was like, babe, imagine walking into the room and I was laying in bed with just these lacy thigh highs and a garter belt. I think I was like showing him this girl on Instagram that I thought was so hot And he looked me dead in my face and was like, eh, doesn't really do anything for me. So why would they want to see you in lingerie when they know you're about to give it up and what they really want to see, you're covering up. If you walked into your boyfriend's room, butt-ass naked with your tits out and your ass out and your labia out, that is going to be a bigger turn-on for him. Bottom line, guys want to see you naked. Guys, just their minds work differently than women. I find it sexy. I think it's so hot if a girl is dressed to the nines in like some La Perla super expensive lingerie. Trust me, because we have taste, okay? Men don't. I would argue a dude would rather see you running around the gym in little tiny gym shorts and a sports bra sweating. That would give him a boner more than lingerie would. So that just needed to clear the air on that one. Okay, next. 
left the show kind of in a long distance situation ship. And I know eventually we will need to resort to phone sex slash FaceTime sex, but I can't work up the courage to even take off my sports bra. Where do I start? Okay. This is similar to the other question I answered. Listen, I get it. I'm the same way. Sometimes you're worried to like show this guy your naked body. If you guys are in a long distance situationship, he has seen your tits before. I'm assuming you guys have fucked. So you don't need to be nervous about taking off your sports bra. He knows what your boobs look like. And he wouldn't be texting you long distance if he didn't like your areola E. You know what I'm saying? You can call me old school, but I like it if the guy initiates these types of things. So I would kind of just try to like do different things to get him to like initiate the sex. Do little things to get him to say, I'm fucking horny and I want to have phone sex or whatever. For example, I would answer his FaceTimes right when you get out of the shower in a towel or let him know, yeah, I just took a shower. I'm like laying in bed all wet and then make a joke. Like not that kind of wet, but maybe because I've been thinking about you today. I don't know. Some bullshit like that. Guys are horny and they will take the fucking bait. Even if you just answered shit in a tiny little tank top, I am better with my words. Way better with my words. I would rather sext than do phone sex. And I think you absolutely have to start there because I think that will help you like feel more comfortable and ease into it. Send him a little naughty text. I've been thinking about you. I can't stop thinking about you. Send him like a little sexy picture, whatever you need to do. And just don't think too much. Don't second guess yourself. Okay. Just remember at the end of the day, guys want pussy and he wants to jack off and answer the fucking FaceTime with your labia in the fucking FaceTime. Like, I don't even care what it takes. Just don't second guess yourself. All right, next. Oh, I love this one. (laughs) I love the podcast. Not to be weird or creepy, but your butt is perfect and my butt is flat. I'm an absolute pancake. Is it naturally big or is it from working out? And if it's from working out, like what do you do? Squats, machines at the gym, resistance bands, help my pancake self, please. Okay, I have a butt. (laughs) I have always had a butt, not a perky one, not by any means. All of my weight goes straight to my ass. When I gain weight, my booty gets bigger, but my butt, for the most part, hasn't always been cute, perky, fun, set a cup on that booty, whatever the fuck we're all trying to get, okay? It's only a recent thing that it's been looking, I was about to say manageable. <laughs> it's only recently that my butt has been looking good and it is from working out. I wish naturally it was just like perky, but it's not. The second I work out for two weeks, my ass starts to look drastically different. And that's only me working out three to four times a week. I don't know why it's like that. I guess I'm fortunate in that way. But also, the second you stop working out, it goes back to flat. So this is what I would say. First of all, machines at the gym, I would rather cry and curl up in the ball in the corner of yoga class than go out and touch a machine at the gym. I don't know how to use them. I get anxiety in a gym because everyone's looking at everybody. I don't know how to do it. I do all of my workouts from home. I switch between high intensity workouts. I use the sweat app. 
uh, and Pilates. Usually Melissa would help. I use resistance bands, sometimes weights. I get on the floor and I do donkey kicks and I do whatever the apps tell me to do. And also the other thing, and my mom always shits on me for this is I only work on my butt. My arms are flabby. Everything else is like not toned. I, when I do a workout, I spend the entirety of it just working on my butt. And that's all that I do. But don't let looks be deceiving because if my ass looks amazing in a picture, I'm probably wearing like something that's making my ass look good in a picture or I'm photoshopping or I just worked out three days in a row before I took that picture. Like my ass is definitely not the perkiest thing, but it's looking better from working out. So I do encourage it 100%. My ass used to look like it was hanging below 14th Street and not in a good way, hanging to the back of my kneecaps, just cellulite, chilling, no shape to it, diaper butt. Okay. And then I had to realize that something needed to be done because you know what? The older you get, the harder it is to change your body and what it looks like. So I started to take exercise seriously really in the last few months. Like it hasn't been that long. And people, I think when you go into working out, you're always thinking like, what's the fucking point if it's going to take me two years to actually get the body I want? It doesn't take that long. Like I start to see a difference two weeks into it. I really do. So don't make it a big deal. Resistance bands, donkey kicks, squats, all the fucking ass exercises. They're really all pretty much the same at the end of the day. Okay, Sloots, that is it for this week. I am so excited to talk to you guys next week. Fucking Valentine's is coming up. I have a lot of shit to say about that. I love you guys so much. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. Follow me on all my socials and we'll talk soon. Bye. 